This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's laugh and laugh and laugh. We asked the math tutor who posts his lessons on Pornhub, why? Oh, that's a juicy one to start us off. Well, let's get into this very mathematical and slightly horny bananas. gals non-binary pals welcome to bananas i am one of your hosts kurt brownler i'm the other one scotty land is coming to you uh from an airbnb in park slope brooklyn because we have a show tomorrow night that is sold out at the bell house so thank you everybody and this will come out after that so thanks for everybody for screaming so loud we get arrested yay i'm very excited i'm flying to new york tomorrow i'm excited quite excited um but what I'm even more excited about Me too. is our fantastic guest today, oh, yes. Scotty. Our guest today is a, a writer, mm-hmm. a, a performer, oh, my God. an actor, yes. a comedian. More than that. She, you might know her, from the Emmy Award winning mm-hmm. Hacks in which she herself was nominated for an Emmy. Crazy. Please welcome the amazing Hannah Einbinder. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to Bananas. Welcome, <laughs> Hannah. Thank you. I am the resident Hannah Banana today. Ooh. Most days in my life when I am called that, I go, all right, sir, yeah, settle down. But today, no, I'm taking it. You you feel free, you know, throw that out if you please. Yeah. You're the you're the number one Hannah Banana here. Yes. Many, yes. many, many years ago, I when Twitter was like taking off, and when Twitter like it was like people writing jokes and making each other laugh, and not just like politics and feel bad and hate yourself. Um, I got asked to come out to Los Angeles with a bunch of other like Twitter people that were pretty popular, and they wanted to have a show that was completely written by Twitter people. Um, <laughs> you can imagine that it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but they paid for us. They flew us out. And the star of it was supposed to be Jason Biggs, the actor, uh-huh. the star of American Pie. And he was like, let's let's talk. Let's get to know each other because we might be working to Again, Twitter show. Never went. So we go to this bar in L.A. And he intentionally picks this bar that's very empty, middle of the day, which is great. There's literally one old man seated at the bar. And... Um, I go down. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I'll just take like a Makers on the Rocks. He got, he's like, got it. Walks up, orders it. And this old guy leans over to him. And Jason like laughs and like puts his head back like, oh, yeah, that's very funny anecdote, sir. And I, he comes back to me. And I was like, did that guy say, did he recognize you or something? He goes, yeah, that guy said, are you the guy that fucked that pie? 
And I said, you're kidding me. He goes, I've gotten it like every two days for the of course. last 15 years. I think I would say it to him. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. So Hannah Banana is a much better uh, way, <laughs> way to be referred to by men in public. It could be worse. It can always everybody. be worse. Um, I met Hannah many years ago really? uh, when she did Hot Tub. Um, and I remember, and I've, I very rarely have ever done this, where I saw her do her set and I was like, I like that so much. And I immediately walked backstage and I was like, will you come and open for me in Santa Barbara? And you were like, yes. And then, wow. Scotty, you came up that time yes. for that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a really fun show. But it was like, immediately I was like, I know, Hannah, she's going places. Oh, Kurt, that is so sweet. And that was the first, like, cool thing that, that, that was the first person, you were the first person to ever ask me to open for them, ever. Wow. That's crazy. And it was like, I, you know, had made a list of goals earlier that year. Uh-huh. And one was like, open for someone cool. <laughs> And it came true because you asked me, and it was so cool. And my dad came with me, and he taped my set. Oh, that's so great! On my iPhone or some shit, and it was so cool. It was so awesome. Like we, it was. I think you were doing a college, right? It was a college. It was Santa Barbara University. I don't know. Yeah, and it was just, it was just so fun, and like obviously such a formative moment for any young comedian. Like those early days. It's so important and it's such a great learning experience. So thank you. Oh, of course. I was just thinking like I was just thinking back about opening for people and uh and like what a tr- what like I would give it I would give anything to open for someone now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> so pleasant. Yeah. You go up and you do 15 minutes and then you just get to like hang out and then a bunch of people who don't know who you are are like, "I like this person. Who is who are they?" Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back. I would I will be the first. I'll be like going back to opening for people. <laughs> I'm ready to do that. <laughs> sweet gig. It is truly such a sweet gig and it's just I mean, it it does depend on the um the, the pair, of course, because, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are birds of the same, fe- you know, uh, yeah. b- birds of a feather, I should say. We stick and together. Mm-hmm. Bir- birds of a feather. And that feather is the color orange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so like it's a strawberry blonde feather. Um, but, you know, yeah, it it's certainly like uh, it, it's certainly um, good when when you when you feel like your sensibility matches up. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, Kindred Spirit, uh, definitely. Do you want to hear Kindred Spirit? Do you want to hear yeah. about this math tutor? Yes. Titan. This is a delightful story. That's why oh, I figured good. I'd start with it. It's really heartwarming, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Here it goes. This is from Vice. This was sent in by Gerhard Theron. Okay. Uh, he's also known as at Captain Hamsack <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Instagram. Painful. This was uh, this was printed in Vice. It wasn't actually printed, but uh, it was digitally printed, and it was written by Ko Yu. Ko Yu, best in the. That's the best in the business. There it is. Here it is. Among the trove of wild role play and bizarre COVID porn, a bespeckled man clad in a thick gray hoodie is wow. an unlikely hit on Pornhub. Yes. Scribbling mathematical equations on a chalkboard and explaining them in utmost seriousness, the unassuming tutor has carved a niche for himself in a corner of one of the largest porn sites without even being 
remotely sexual. This isn't some next-level take on Professor Roleplay or the nerdy side of Rule 34. Mm -hmm. No, we've just stumbled upon a tutor's extremely earnest attempt to teach math. Yeah. Why, why, you ask? Let me tell you, (laughs) okay? Shunwei Chang... 34, who also goes by the name stage name Changsu, is a Taiwanese math tutor Good who name. runs a Pornhub account with over 7,000 subscribers, his channel fronted by a cheeky play hard, study hard slogan, I get contains it. hundreds of videos of him explaining calculus. His videos have racked up over 2 million views, making him a successful fully, making him a successful fully clothed content creator in a space dominated by nudity. Um, so while he has been posting math tutorials on Pornhub for over a year, he went viral after catching the attention of Taiwanese news outlets in October. Since then, he's been interviewed, blah, blah, blah. He says, quote, a lot of people only see my marketing strategy and thinks it's interesting, Chen yeah. says. But as it turns out, driving the absurd antics was sheer desperation as Chang grappled with a personal crisis. So, little information about this. Okay. Tuition centers, also known as cram schools, are which is strange <laughs> that this is a Pornhub thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's cram schools. There's cramming, all right. <laughs> are lucrative businesses in Asia where cutthroat competition and education systems for students to seek additional academic help from after-school tutoring. Before last year, Chang was running his own tutoring center in Sinchu, a city in northwest, northern Taiwan, along with a few co-workers he had hired, but Chang was caught off guard in February 2020 when one of his co-workers opened up a new cram school right above his. God, you gotta hate that. Quote, they took all my students upstairs, so my cram school suddenly lost all its income <laughs> and could no longer operate. Oh, no. He was no longer cramming, folks. Now, Chang was suddenly left with the messy remains of his defunct teaching space and $35,900 in debt. Too including much? Including money. <laughs> too much for cramming. <laughs> uh, including money he had borrowed from the bank to set up his school. So I don't even know how much that is. Um, here it is. Quote, the problem got so serious that at one point I contemplated suicide. I was simply <laughs> in too much debt and I wasn't confident that I could repay it quickly. But ultimately, Chang decided to start a new business where he could put his skills to as a tutor to good use, pivoted to online teaching, setting up a website. Boom. But, you know, he was doing it. He was doing 100 calculus problems in 10 hours, yeah. doing all this stuff. No one was visiting Who his would? website. I'm falling asleep. He, he was sleeping in his space, like he didn't have a, a, a place to live. He was now sleeping uh, where he taught, mm. so he could just make calculus videos, just so many every day. Yeah, it adds up. Now, but instead of pitting his tutorials against the avalanche of teaching videos that were already available online, mm. Chang mm. decided then to give them a different kind of exposure and uploaded the videos on Pornhub in May. We thought putting our videos in the most jarring place... <laughs> <laughs> he said of the decision to shoot his content off to a platform that's mostly known for sex. Over about a year, Chang saw unprecedented traffic to his teaching material as more students purchased the courses on his website. He also succeeded in earning enough to pay off his debts. Yes! And then that's Pornhub huge. users loved it. Quote, nothing like a nice Delta Epsilon proof for my post-nut clarity, a user wrote. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just a lot of comments like that. Sure. I bet. And so now, yeah. So I'm not going to read read all the rest of it, but yeah, that's the deal. He was he was in a really bad place, and Pornhub <laughs> saved him. Now he no longer puts his videos on Pornhub. People just come and he teaches. He tutors online. 
Wow. And it's a beautiful, happy ending. Wow. Um, I mean, I think it says something about just how dark the kinks have gotten that they made their way back to math class. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. That, and just it, straight math class. Yeah. Yeah. Not, 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 you know. I mean, it just it feels like uh, the cycle has has been completed. Yes. And I just love it's like, you know, it, obviously the movie blow, obviously, obviously the movie blow with Johnny Depp comes to mind, you know, and he's like, it's like, don't take that last job. Get out while you can, yep. you know, and he does. And then he gets fucked like this professor, this math teacher has given us like the perfect no, you know, no pun intended, happy ending. Thank you. Or we were waiting for it, Hannah. We yeah. were waiting Look, for it. Yeah. You know, you know, I come with the goods. Yeah. And he gave us the like, yeah, and then I dabbled in this and then I popped out and now I'm just like back to means <laughs> means necessary. By and any means necessary. Good for him. I love it. I love the idea of like trying to find because I remember like that idea of like how in what way can I stand out from just like people doing what I'm also doing? Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. I remember when I was 22, my idea, my idea oh boy. <laughs> was uh, this thing I made called KurtBot, which uh, is still my email address to this day. Um, and it was, when I say not only confusing, uh-huh. It was confusing, it was ill-advised, it was upsetting, and I, 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 I don't think it exists anymore online, but we made these videos where I was a Swedish robot gifted to New York City by the King of Sweden Very good. to learn about American <laughs> culture, and I would just like walk on the street in this like very dumb outfit and try and talk to people in like a Swedish accent, and it was all like... You know, it was all a uh, man on the street, like getting people yeah. to say things. Sounds pretty tame to me. Incredible. It, it was, it was awful. It was just not funny. It was weird. It didn't make sense. And I made so many of them. You and we spent so much it. time. It was Billy yeah. on the street before Billy on the street. You just weren't <laughs> funny or giving people money. Yeah, exactly. It was the not funny part. That was the big problem. <laughs> I happen to know a website, Kurt, that might be a perfect home for something oh, like that. Really? <laughs> Hannah, what would that be? <laughs> uh, well, it's a little website called Pornhub.com. I'll try so, it. Let me yeah. see. What happens when I put that? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Are there, is, it a, doing? is it other comedy sketches like mine? <laughs> um, He's smiling. <laughs> you know, it's uh, some of them. They're pretty funny. <laughs> That's amazing. I had a kid in, I was not good at math like a lot of people that become writers. And there was a kid that used to come in high to the trigonometry and put his head down and slept. He never would take his jacket off. He would just like lay, and the teacher was like, okay. And he would fill out tests and get D's or whatever. And you could see this nice teacher just tried by any means possible to get this guy to study. And finally, like late, late in the semester, she's like, Danny, don't you care about not getting into a good school? Like, you're never going to get into a good college unless you apply yourself. And I had never heard this kid talk before. Yeah. And he's like, that's not true. I'm going to apply to Syracuse for turf studies and I'm going to get in and go there. <laughs> and he fucking did. He absolutely, he got like pretty good SAT scores and he had horrible grades and he got into Syracuse for turf studies. And I guess he probably does golf courses or whatever turf studies is 
but when he told her that half the class booed him like everybody was on the teacher's side so it was like, i did see i told you i can't remember her name but it was like i got in miss trigonometry <gasps> oh and really he like went back and like showed yeah, her yeah he got oh, a, he only ex- he got into towson university in towson maryland and then you know where we were and then he got into syracuse and everybody was like boo bad <laughs> bad luck <laughs> you're like bullying a teacher for being dumb but i never forgot it so i don't know i guess if you live in the syracuse area and you hate the putting greens I'll give you this guy's yearbook photo. <laughs> Go find him. I I was similarly bad at math. Um, mm-hmm. You know, amen. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I, I feel like I have the only memories I have kept and not blocked out from my school <laughs> are of like English and history. You know, like I totally was just like, I'll keep the, these nice teachers. But like, God, I mean, I, I feel like the only memories I have are of the little idiosyncrasies that my teachers had. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was um, one Mr. Waters who um, he would always be eating and drinking coffee bean during class mm-hmm. and, you know, would never let us. What, what is that rule in school that you can't eat in class? Like, what is that even supposed to be? about or for yeah i don't know was, yeah. that a, was that enforced for you guys oh yeah oh yeah Definitely. you couldn't have anything nothing I mean, what what is that about especially for like adhd kids who yeah. need sort of some sort of like fixation something to do yeah they're just getting they can do two things at once let them have it i don't know but wasn't it so weird because i had teachers that would drink coffee in class too and there's something about like teachers stained teeth when they're drinking coffee all the time you're like that doesn't work anymore we have hgtv now guys but i just like, the whole science department were just like mr brown tooth coming in <laughs> mr brown <laughs> I'm the substitute. I'm also named Mr. Brown Tooth. I drink black coffee. Yeah. Oh. I we we had one guy, Mr. Smith, literally Mr. Smith, and he taught English, but he was like the classic he was a hippie. He was just like a straight hippie out of the 60s and would wear orange sun orange glasses, <laughs> like orange tinted glasses Very at cool. all times. Why not? And as you would come into as you would come in, he would always be in with the emergency door open, smoking, <laughs> like smoking up until the moment where he would teach and then teach while drinking coffee. And then the moment the bell would ring, he would open the door again and like smoke a cigarette. Incredible. Out the door. It was amazing. Incredible. That was like, that doesn't happen anymore. That is, that is, you're not allowed to do that. I don't think. The, the best teacher that I ever had was a guy named Dan Marika. And he was, a, he was like a, a squat um, brunette with mutton chops mm. and huge nerd, like Comic-Con freak and would always like come back from a Comic-Con weekend and be like, guys, we'll get to history in a sec because boy, oh boy, like tell all the stories, uh-huh. brought a guitar to class. And by the way, this is public school. Okay. Yeah. So he was just like one of those guys who was really in it for the right reasons. Yeah, he was, right. you know, history teacher doing like making up original music to teach you know facts about james cape napoleon of the stump you know just like from north carolina retired after one term he said there you go used to answer the white house door by himself anyways back to you hannah (laughs) body incredible 
Mr. Marika make his way over to your town too? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Love those songs. Dude, absolutely greatest hits. I mean, he just was someone who like, because obviously, I mean, I don't know. I was really horrific in school and um, good teachers matter so much because there are so many yes. who are really like such yeah. miserable people who like, you know, and by the way, you know, Einbinder slams public school teachers on podcast. I'm not saying <laughs> teachers are bad, obviously, but like there are a ton who, you know, especially when you're not one of the good kids, yeah, you know, yeah. they, you're one of the fun they, kids. Yeah, when you're a when you're an awesome, cool guy like uh, you know we were, yeah. um, it's just so important to have these good teachers, man. Yeah. Oh my God, it, it it's it's really amazing. I we I went to Catholic school and. So it was half of the teachers were uh, were brothers, so they're essentially monks, oh boy. who had no passion for teaching in any way, shape, or form. They Fantastic. had a passion to live uh, a- away from society with other men. That was their passion. Sure. And Suspect. then they... And then they just got slotted in to teach all of these adolescent children uh, whatever, I guess, they thought they knew. And it, they, every single brother who taught was bad. And not just like a little bit bad. They just they could have given a shit less if anyone learned a thing. It was, I, I, I will always say it to my dying day, is like, is a bad system. It's a bad, Christian Brothers Academy in Lincroft, New Jersey, it's a bad system. It should be all lay teachers. Let the brothers just sit in their little houses and drink themselves to death. All lay <laughs> teachers, guys. All right? That's right. Yeah, we had a guy my freshman year, our biology teacher was named Mr. Cassidy, and Hannity was exactly like what you're talking about, just an excellent teacher that went out of his way to be interesting all the time, and his big thing is he would hold a taxidermy blowfish, fully inflated, and he would talk to it about what he was going to teach the class and then tell it. <laughs> Study for a pop quiz, and then you're like, because you know, tomorrow we're going to study arachnids. He's like, Oh, that sounds pretty good. We're going to do arachnids. Oh, wow, that's that's awesome. And so, and he also did one of the coolest things ever, which we had the scantrons, where the old tests were the multiple choice tests. And we had a 50 question test about biology, and every answer was false. All 50 were false. And he was doing it to like teach us a lesson that like you have to like study, you can't just go like A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, or whatever. And it was by like number thirty. I'm like this. This bastard is going to put him. <laughs> I love that. That's bold, Mr. Cassidy. He left my school a couple years after that. Went somewhere else, but he was a great. great I put him in every script. I think like if whenever I need a teacher character, I'm like guy talks to blowfish because of Mr. Cassidy. That's so great. I love that. Oh, you want me to tease us into a little commercial break? Yeah, let's tease into a little commercial break. Um, I would love it. Okay, car parked. For 47 years, in same spot on Italian street becomes a monument. Oh, I love that. I'm oh, excited yeah. about this one. Uh, right when we come back to... Hannah's. We are back on Bananas. Scotty, uh, before we get back to our guest, do you have any shout-outs, kid? I have a few shout-outs because we forgot to do it at our Fort Wayne shows. Thank you, everybody. Uh, who came out to Fort Wayne in Indianapolis. We had a wonderful time with everyone. 
What a treat. Um, I hope it'll be out soon. Feel our energy. And for the Indianapolis crowd, we are sorry. The nice gentleman working, uh, the boards there forgot to push record. So you saw an episode that <laughs> nobody else will ever hear. <laughs> and it was a good, good episode. It was, it was one of our episode. best live episodes. And gone to the winds of time. Gone with the wind. We are here with our wonderful guest, Hannah. Hannah, how are you doing so far? Are you enjoying the Bananas podcast? <laughs> Last. Um, this is a little thing. Our fans are called Bananimals. A lot of them like us to give shout outs. It's mostly birthday stuff, and they're always belated because we record ahead of time. So hold on to your butt. <laughs> Maddie W61 wants to shout out her brother Jackson, who is, uh, I think he's in college in Texas, but he's coming home from his freshman year to for Thanksgiving. Everybody in his family is so proud of him. Um, and his favorite movie is Ma. So he's my number one favorite Bananimal of all time because he has the greatest taste <laughs> in films of all time. Um, Angelique asked us to wish happy birthday to her sister, Vanali, or Vanali, who moved to Toronto for grad school. And Vanali is obviously a genius because she bought a gulp by Mary Roach. We had Mary Roach on hand. If you've never read Mary Roach, she writes the greatest books of all time. So yeah. happy birthday to Vanali and enjoy gulp. Um and one more happy birthday to I think it's Taylor it's spelled T A L E R so we're going with Taylor could or be, taller could be taller um, okay we're going Taylor from Sarah Sarah says you went to Kurt's shows in Denver and they were excellent shows when he was recording a special so happy birthday to you we'll just say taller Taylor happy taller birthday. Taylor happy birthday everybody. Uh, and of course, we're here with Hannah Einbinder. Scotty, get tell us what this is about. I absolutely will. Um, and while you get ready for that, Hannah, when does season two of Hacks come out? Yeah. Um, season two, I don't know when it when it airs, but we are as of today. Uh, we are about to shoot in about two weeks. Huge. That's exciting. Yeah. Just so, do you stay in uh, Las Vegas the whole time, or is it just exteriors in Vegas? We just do the exteriors there. I mean, last okay. last season we only did about four days total. Oh so, wow, that's all, amazing! All in, all in LA. Yeah, we are nice. huge Jen Statsky fans on this podcast because oh, Jen yeah. Statsky is a yep. power writer. For those who don't know the name, she sure is, is one of the co-creators of yeah. Hacks, and she writes. She's just a fantastic writer and a great person. So you have a good team there. And I want to pay you a compliment, Hannah. I love Hacks, and I think as an actor, you do some really incredible things. I think you're very natural, and you're never boring on screen. And mm-hmm. sometimes to play it real, people play it too real and it becomes dull, but you are very watchable, very, very good actor. I, I appreciate you. The note that I got most frequently when acting was, okay, great, um, let's try this one one more time, uh, just less sad. <laughs> but in that Vegas, was, it works. Look, you know, so we got there. But I, I am, I, I fear my original, my original instincts might have been dull. But with great direction, <laughs> there you go. There. You know what I mean? Generous, very generous. I do think of the scene when you kind of like finally go down and play some slot machines for the yeah, first time and great. get some drinks, you know, and that starts with a level of like sadness and like hatred for the place and then turns in a way that is very subtle and very enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that scene was so much fun. I have to tell you, like there must be hours upon hours of, of footage of the entire cast just being 
so hilarious and improvising together. And I just like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping one day there will be a, the ultimate hacks blooper reel yep. because it throws some real gold in there. Just cut a wacky season. That's what it's going to be. Like hacky. And it's just the wacky outtakes where you just recut an entire parallel. And you're like, this is what it could have been guys. Anyway, yes. it's an awesome show. If any of the bananas haven't seen hacks, I feel like Go a lot of people hacks. have binge it. Very bingeable show. On HBO Max. They should call it HBO Hacks. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Discussion right ads. Okay, here we Thank go. Thank you so much. I a do. car parked for 47 <laughs> years in the same spot. So one car, 47 years, never moved on an Italian street becomes a monument. This was sent in by Taylor Aldrich and other a lot of bananas, actually, but Taylor was number one. This is from Insider.com. Kurt, how many times a day do you read Insider.com? I wake up in the morning, and then I do it once uh, at lunchtime, and then once at bedtime. That's so three times? Not enough. Sometimes four, if I'm feeling excited. Uh, wow. This is written by the very best writer on the intranet, uh, Aaliyah Shoab, uh, Shoeb. Aaliyah Shoeb. Uh, Aaliyah Shoeb. You're best, best in the business. biz. Okay, a car that is parked in the same place on a street for 47 years has become a tourist attraction and a local landmark in Italy. In 1974... <laughs> Angelo Frigolent, now 94, parked it at the newsstand he ran with his wife in the town of uh, Conigliano, according to the mirror. And he, and he never came back for it. He never came back. So he just left? Yes. And also that they know whose car is my, is my favorite part. Yes. And, not, and not a tow truck in all of Italian. <laughs> nope. I mean, maybe you do that shit in L.A., it's gone in 30 minutes. Gone. <laughs> it's in the goddamn car compressor swisher lot. <laughs> yeah, it's they don't even gone. wait for you to pick it up. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. we have to squish it. You have a box. There was 90 minutes left on the meter. I had groceries in the back seat. <laughs> They're squished. My son. Anyway. <laughs> My son was holding the groceries. <laughs> um, Frigolent left his gray Lancia Fulvia um, 1962 mm. on the street when the couple that retired. Is- sounds sexual. It sounds like a very sexual <laughs> car. Yeah, Lancia, Lancia Fulvia. Uh, the compact four-door car has since become an attraction for tourists, and you and I will absolutely go see it, Kurt. This is right up our uh, alley. I'm in. Tourists who come to the town to snap selfies and post on social media. The vehicles even earned a marker on Google Maps. Um, <laughs> uh, Frigolent said, I ran the newsstand under my house for 40 years together with my beautiful wife, Bertilla. 10 years younger than me. Um, when I opened the business, I was happy to have the Lancia parked in front of it because I had newspapers that I had to unload from the trunk and take them inside. Uh, and then Bertilla jokes that the um, <laughs> that he loved the car like a second wife. I guess he did. And after nearly five decades, town officials decided to move the vehicle because it was blocking traffic flow and pedestrians. <laughs> So it's moved to a new place, and it's yes. still on the street? So <gasps> they kept it on the street. It actually was moved to, um, uh, on October 20th, <laughs> it was moved to the Auto e Moto di, di, Poc- di Poca, <laughs> which is a motor show in Padua, for a short period of time, and now it's displayed among many classic cars. Uh, <laughs> so it's just basically in a museum of cars now, which is... So you can go see this car, and I would recommend anybody going to Italy post-great quarantine should. Um, 
Oh man, they should have put it like in a in like a plaza in that town. Mm-hmm. It should have just they should have committed and just been like, people come here to see this car. Yes. It's in a plaza. We put it on a, a pedestal for no reason. It's just a normal car. It's great. It's a Lancia Falvoia. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So yeah, if you're ever in a Conegliano, go see <laughs> the Fulvia for that is famous mm. around the world. I think mm. that's nice. Wow. I love it. You like it too. Hannah likes it. She wants to she wants to, she wishes this was on eBay Motors so she could bid. I think this is so. a travel eBay. episode, guys. Yep. Oh yeah. I would I love bet. to travel. That that is I mean, I just I literally have to know how. I mean, how this happened, how it stayed there that long. If the lore around the person led to like is this newsstand you know, uh, particularly central to the town Mm -hmm. or, you know, the guy who's always smiling or what is it the guy first and then the car, you know, like, so is it the car first? Is it the car first and then the guy? I mean, I, I feel, I feel like the only time I see a car truly parked the same spot all the time is when it is also a residence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so the fact that Classic he los left, angeles mm-hmm. Classic los angeles mm-hmm. the fact that he left um and that it stayed yeah did he leave his newsstand as well did he sell that there's photos just, in the article and there is a newsstand near it and it the car is like if you gave a child a gray crayon and said draw a car it's like boxy <laughs> it looks like a rectangle oh like a trapezoid on the top and just covered and in dirt and debris and then flat tires it's incredible i've told uh i've told a couple stories about this guy but there's a dude that lived in my college town that was college age that didn't go to the college his name's ozzy yeah. he's six foot five six foot six he had hair like a member of Def leopard he made his own clothes and he would fix cars for people and then sell them to other college kids. He was a very, in, he walked the Appalachian Trail once and then stopped halfway. And I saw him at a party and said, I thought you're walking the trail. And he goes, dude, it is just a lot of walking. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And that's like halfway through. So that's like a couple months of walking. Yes. And he, he's done all these amazing stories. And I've told some of them. You'd come over in the morning, Hannah, on like weekends and he would just let himself into our house where I lived with a few other people. And I would hear him and he would just make himself two glasses of strawberry quick, like strawberry milk, and then just sit there in silence and drink them until I would come up and greet him. He's a cool guy. <laughs> so he made a little bit of money and he found a really cheap flight to Europe and he was just going to backpack. He used to ride the rails in the States all the time. He, he was just a bohemian, a true bohemian, like a lost yeah. type of person. Um, and so he came back and we were like, how was Europe? And he was good, good. And then my buddy Dave was like, tell Scotty. And so he was in France and he's hitchhiking. And this man picks him up in his car and he's like, where are you going? He goes, I guess like Rome or Florence, somewhere in Italy. And the guy's like, okay. like He's like, get in. I'm going that way. And so this Italian man picks him up. And they drive for three hours in silence, complete silence. And then after three hours, the man goes, so will you suck my cock? <laughs> and Ozzy goes, um, no, no, man. <laughs> Two more hours in silence. <laughs> just just blocks of silence and in the middle, a sexual, hey, will you suck 
my cock? No, I'm good. No. And then they just, he didn't get out of the car. He didn't ask for anything. It he didn't won- stop. It's just two more hours, and yeah. then he got off. Then he just got out and rode for free. So, <laughs> I, you know, we had a nervous guy wondering who we had just picked up, and then we had Ozzy just aloof and like, I just got to get to Rome, man. Again, another story that truly could have and should have gone wrong and did not. Nope. Yeah. Another fucking happy ending. Happy. Another happy ending almost. without an actual happy yeah, ending. Almost. Yes. That's Both the, songs. That's the mm-hmm. only time a happy ending comes from a not happy ending. Right. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear a not one? Oh, heck yeah. I'm having fun with yeah. you two. Okay, Uh-oh. here it goes, guys. Oh, it's coming up. Oh, Han, if we ever this... do a live episode in Santa Barbara, we would love for you to be a <gasps> guest at the live oh show. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my together. God. Circle the It's wagon. a yes. Thank you. It's that a yes. A, that hard was a fun yes. day for us, too, Scotty. We just, like, walked around getting drunk in Santa Barbara. It was fantastic. Dude, that we is drank so in a place cool. with just tons of aquariums and then two hot tins over Sterno <laughs> in the middle of the day for only Kurt and I. Like, beef stroganoff at 2 p.m. at a <laughs> It was so weird. Well, I just have to ask you, Kurt, how do you have a day like that and then have the stamina to then do an hour? Like, I, what... I think- Alcohol gives me energy, weirdly. Really? Yeah, it gives me energy. All of it? Uh, not if I drink beer or anything, but if I'm just drinking vodka sodas, yeah. like sure. it just it keeps me energized. It's my it's my yeah, I can it's totally um I don't know. I mean, like, was that set sloppy? I don't think the set was not sloppy. Not at all. It was great. so fun. Okay, great. And so it, yeah, I drank all day and then did that. Set. <laughs> right? And the college girl that did like three minutes did a great she job. Was too. She was good. She was good. Yeah. That's, well, I love that. That's how I. That's how I got started. I was the college girl doing the three yeah. minutes when Nicole Byer came to my college. She oh, was nice. like, one of the kids on the improv team want to open for me, and that it was me. And so I saw her, and I was like. <gasps> Oh, that's I awesome. That I did it for Ralph Harris was the feature and Colin Quinn was the headliner. And I no way. It's true. And I made it was supposed to be Andy Dick the entire time as the headliner. And um, Colin Quinn subbed in at the last second because I'm sure Andy Dick was doing something very healthy. And when yeah. <laughs> I was really nervous and I was like, I think it might have been my first time doing stand up. And Colin Quinn walks by from like the green room to the stage. I go, "Hey, it's Andy Dick," and he cracked up laughing and like gave, and like patted me on the elbow. And I was like, "Oh, oh that's great." I was like, "I'm going to do stand up for one year and then quit." Um, that's amazing that you guys just did it in college. I didn't do stand up until I was 29 years old. That was my first stand up. It's amazing how good you are at it. Oh. Like a fine wine, Kurt. Like a fine wine. <laughs> I needed day. to have some lunatic stories first. Here we go. <laughs> This was sent in by Stephanie, uh, also known as at Resumetez. This is in The Guardian. This is a legit publication. Here we go. That's a real one. Quote, he's like Al Capone. (laughs) Turkey on the loose ruffles feathers in Rhode Island town. (laughs) This uh, was written by Adam Gabbett. Thank you, Adam Gabbett. Uh, And I'm pronouncing it the way it looks. He's the best in the biz. At the beginning, 
The turkey was a mere curiosity. Of course. See, now, when you're going into The Guardian, you know you're getting some real best-in-the-biz writing. Oh, okay? yeah. Here we go. Mm. It had arrived in the town of Johnston, Rhode Island, in May, along with two other birds, and taken up residence outside Town Hall, um, a real central location. Yep. Uh, wild turkeys aren't uncommon in this part of the world, but people thought it unusual when the birds were still hanging around days later. Locals quickly warned other neighbors. People took photos. Someone even set up a face. Facebook page. It was all good fun. Until the turkeys began meddling in the town's administrative affairs. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. They were starting to interfere with the people coming in to pay their taxes and do their business, said Joseph Polisenia, Johnson's mayor. Mayor, They were scaring people away. Polisenia summoned animal control officers, and two of the birds were captured, but the third bird escaped. And six months later, is still <laughs> wrecking havoc on Johnston. Get him, boy. <laughs> Through summer and now approaching winter, the turkey has brought traffic to a standstill with its brazen jaunts across local highways. It has pinned people inside their vehicles with bouts of vicious pecking and repeatedly outwitted local officials. A look through the local newspaper shows the impact the turkey has had on life in this otherwise quiet town. Quote, Johnston's troublesome turkey traps town worker in her car, makes another getaway. Read a Providence Journal headline in August. Later that month, the newspaper recorded the bird, quote, chasing a fireman. (laughs) In October, the Johnston Sun reported the bird had made a clean getaway from a, quote, early morning sting conducted by town officials. The turkey's exploit has won it a cult following in Rhode Island. Quote, this guy, he's like Al Capone and John Dillinger. He keeps getting away. The mayor said that. That is the mayor speaking. Four more years. (laughs) Quote, he's smarter than the other two. The turkey has learned to recognize animal control officer's vehicle and runs away when it approaches. It has led to offers using an undercover vehicle to track a turkey. Uh, In a desperate effort to capture the bird, Palisania approved the purchase of a device which fires a net. Cool. You got (laughs) it. They got Scooby-Doo technology on this. Um, <laughs> as well as unbe- possessing quick wits, the bird has a surprising turn of speed. He's unbelievably fast, Palisania said. Uh, the turkey can also fly, which animal control officers are unable to do. Yep. Best in the bit. <laughs> and yeah. is taken to sleeping on a telephone pole or in a tree for their complicating attempts at capture. Leave it alone. It, What's the big deal? Uh, and here's why it attacks cars. <laughs> this is the oh. best part. If it sees its reflection... In our door or window, yes. it will essentially attack the car. Yes. For another, no. it keeps stopping traffic and Palisania is concerned there could be an accident. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that the bird is still at large. It's terrorizing the thing town. right at the end. Yes. Of this. this is actually a credit to humanity that we, that people, okay, if a turkey is chasing you, you can, you could kill that turkey. Right, they're, they're, right. This running from a turkey is actually showing a kindness and a gen- you're not trying to hurt this animal. I they, mm-hmm. could, they could just walk out and shoot this thing. I think this is kind of a beautiful story about a local town that is afraid to hurt another animal and instead yeah. is running for their lives and not just driving over it with their car. There's something <laughs> beautiful about the empathy that they go, yes, we could easily smash this thing with a rock, but instead 
we're running away. I think that's nice. <laughs> the the timing of this article is perfect. Obviously, Thanksgiving right yep, around the coming corner. right up. Yeah. Um, and around this time of year, we do see all of the PETA organizations, yes. you know, going turkeys can cuddle just like dogs, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> dog. And so, yep. like. This is, I mean, to me, these three turkeys, this is an action, an action film. Yep. Okay. They are yep. avenging their fallen brethren. We've got Dwayne, the Turkey Johnson. We've got Turkey Ryan Reynolds. We've got Turkey Gal Gadot. And the Gal three stars, <laughs> and the three stars are truly you know, this is a a turkey crime fighting. Uh, it's inglorious turkeys, is what it is. Oh. And it's, they're coming, you know, so for humanity because we have wronged them by. And this is the one turkey that can't be turkey tamed, and he is <laughs> definitely the rock turkey. And I'm just good. saying, like, this is so incredible. And by the way. They're clearly smart. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to come on here and be like the vegan person who's like, you know, whatever. But like, this is a an intelligent being. First yeah. of all, it recognizes its own reflection and clearly has some self-esteem issues. Yeah. Yes. It hates itself deeply. <laughs> it hates itself. You know, deeply. What's that? I identify with that, you know. And so I'm going, is this my cousin? How you know, we are related somehow. Yes. But I, I just have to say that this turkey is is very clearly sending a powerful message that, you know, they are look, they are uh it's a level playing field between yeah. us humans. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And birds are far more powerful than I think most people think they are. That's a great yeah. statement. Um, <laughs> That's a great statement to make. <laughs> oh, my God. Crows? Yeah. Crows, yeah. dude? Huge fan of crows. So smart. Oh, are you kidding me? We talk about crows on this podcast. <laughs> should be legal. Yeah, disturbing it's disturbing. I love how smart crows are. Um, but I remember I was in Edinburgh in 2004. Four. I was there it. for the festival, okay. uh, doing show, and uh, and my buddy Ptolemy, we had just gotten there, so we had flown over, we haven't slept, it's like 8, 11 a.m. in the morning, you we have through. to wait a couple hours till we can check into our yep. flat, and so we're just stuck outside, it's cold, and we're just kind of like shivering and like uh, like wired. And so we go we go for a walk in this little park that they have down the hill in Edinburgh. And uh, a lot of swans, a lot of swans. And uh, we watch a swan kind of like chase a little kid. And Ptolemy uh, jokingly to me goes, I'm going to punch that swan in the face. <laughs> and he's joking. Yeah, of course. But then he like, but he's doing a bit. And I'm like, I'm like, Ptolemy, don't punch that swan in the face. It's probably illegal here in I'm Scotland. He's like, I'm going to punch that swan in the face and i'm like tommy don't do it man and then he like he's like oh yeah you don't think i'm gonna do it and then he starts walking up to this swan as if he's gonna punch the swan in the face and he gets like and this was Ptolemy. it commits to a bit yes he does and he commits to a bit in a way that mm-hmm. i've never seen anybody commit to a bit he'll and he's different now he's changed and he's grown up yes. but when we were in our 20s yes. he would commit to a bit and burn a friendship. He would burn a long-term <laughs> friendship because he was committing to the bit. He was yes. just like, the bit is more important. They're going to forgive me eventually, but I need to commit. So he's walking, and he's getting really close to this swan. 
And then he gets, and then he gets down so that he's at the height level of the swan. <laughs> and the swan's just like looking at him, and he's got his like fit his dukes up like he's gonna like fight the swan. Absolutely. And then the swan just fucking shoots its neck out and grabs his nipple, <laughs> and then you just hear Tommy like. And then the swan, and then he gets away from the swan, and then the swan chases us until we leave the park. It it just kept coming after us the whole time, and we had to leave the park. Oh, my God. It was swans are. I mean, swans are. Of course, they're they're famous for being assholes, but they are also very powerful assholes. Don't fuck with birds; they will be the last beings to survive. Yep. You know the, the rivers of lava. They yeah. will be flight. Ooh, you know yeah. when they it were all the first down. They yes. were the first the dinosaurs, and they will be the last. They mm-hmm. say cockroaches will inherit the earth. Mm-mm, not, it's pigeons. Not on my it's watch. pigeons. No, Although cockroaches, they do have wings. Do they not? Some do. Some do. Some do. Yeah. Oh, shit. Some do. We're going to get it coming and going from, from nature pretty soon. <laughs> I can feel it. Birds? birds? <laughs> and are cockroaches birds? And I do want to ask that to are the group. cockroaches birds? That's the title. Everybody, of please. Um, this episode. Please write in whether or not you think cockroaches are birds. I'm a big fan of uh, not having your phone out when you're doing stuff. You know, like when you're out in the world and you're trying to experience something. And uh, it backfired on me so hard. I was in Portugal. They have a really great aquarium in Lisbon. I had like I was there for a couple extra days, so I was like, I'm gonna go check that out. And I go and a little penguin just swam and jumped right out of the water and over a little plastic shield and then just landed on its belly, stood up and just walked around and looked at us. And by the time <laughs> I got my phone out, like one of the people that worked there just picked it up and tossed it back in. And I was like, that was my moment to go viral. And I blew it and I'm old, but it was adorable. It's like Mary Poppins right before my very eyes. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that so much. Give me give us one more. One see if we can get road. one more in before we release Hannah back into the wild. Um this one is a hack space story. There's yes. a great uh, there's a great moment when your character Ava tells Deborah about uh just a just a little exchange about WikiFeet and that she's on it and you get a laugh out of it. So here we go. Uh, this was sent in by Natty Cakes, Natty underscore Cakes, N-A-T-T-I underscore Cakes underscore. Thank you so much, Natty Cakes. Written by Cindy Tran, Curdy B. Mm. Best in the biz. He only does that voice when it's true. This was on MSN.com. Uh, Shoppers share awkward experience they have with $8 sandals from Australian Kmart. Uh oh! What? What could what? it be? Shoppers have revealed the awkward problem they experience every time they walk in their eight dollars sandals from Kmart. Also, news to the world: Kmart still exists. Wow. A group of what? Australian Where? women shared their amusing confessions after they all discovered their double buckle footbed slides created a farting noise. <laughs> the budget buy has been popular among shoppers, especially because they look remarkably similar to Birkenstock sandals, which cost between 90 and $235. That is too much for a sandal, by the way. Um, those who opted for the cheap alternative shared the same dilemma. How do you make these slides stop sounding like you're farting with every damn step you take, one woman wrote in a Facebook group. Cool Facebook group, by the way. Cool, cool Facebook group. Reason to get back on Zuckerbook. It's called Farting Shoes, uh, and you can just hop in. You can join. Uh, 
And uh, another wrote, oh, my God, I have a pair of these and I walk so awkwardly just to stop the foot farts. Oh, God, this is real. Another one said, I embrace the fart sounds because they're such comfy shoes. She's a winner. That, that, I like that person. She's I do. cool. Um, fart wall, uh, you're wearing the shoes and blame the shoes, said another. Now, see, these are the ones with the positive spin. Mm-hmm. One woman came up with a simple solution to get rid of the unpleasant sound. For those who had a uh, issue with their Kmart sandals making farting noises, simply pierce the arch of the sandal a few times with a scissor. It will leave holes in your shoes that no one will see, but when you wear them, you won't fart. Oh, uh, wow. It's an actual air going like in and out of a plastic. Like, yeah. Um, so some suggested <laughs> that the shoppers invest in a reputable brand. I wonder who. Uh, That's Dave, Mr. Birkenstock yeah. getting on the Facebook group. Dave and Janice Birkenstock monitoring <laughs> Facebook groups. Janice! Janice! Some said buy Birkenstocks. Um, and then a woman responded in the Facebook group, my Birkenstocks make the same farting noises as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just me. So there you go. Uh, You're not alone in, in Australia if you shop at Kmart. Okay, so I'm in New York City and I'm sitting on the subway. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, this was a while ago and, you know, I'm a single young broad. And so when the doors open, you just hope you'll see someone on the other side walking through the threshold. It's interesting. Absolutely. This gentleman comes in and he's very dashing. And I first he's taken by his scent. Oh. There is a washing of whatever his scent is. I don't Some know. Dracar noir. A little bit, a little bit of a pheromone. Uh, don't know, you know, whether that's natural a or okay. A, a fragrance, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, a che- yes, a cheese. Uh, a <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him and he, you know kind of acknowledges me and um i acknowledge him and i'm going okay is this is this the is right. this the beginning of is this the start of something new yeah and um he takes out his phone and he looks around and i see that he's taking a picture of something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i look to my right and there was a woman who is wearing birkenstocks okay and he is very clearly oh. taking a picture of her oh, feet, my boy. Yeah, yeah he's taking a picture of her feet. And I'm going, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Because I was on a chemical level attracted to this person. Wow. You know? <laughs> so I had to unpack that. But yeah, you know, they're out there. Yeah. In New York, that does happen a lot. But also anybody that wears sandals in New York City, we should talk uh, uh, offline about that because it's <laughs> yeah. interesting. We don't know <laughs> yeah. blackened and browned Ooh. toes from the dirt and debris that just is in every direction. It really is alarming. I think I met I've met one. I met one person on the subway. That I ended up dating. And it was like, just like, wow. Subway, hey, how, how you doing? You know, that sort of thing. Um, and it, then she turns <laughs> out that she lived directly across the street from me. Oh, wow. And we saw each other for like six months or something. Oof, and good. then broke up. And then yeah. uh, it was just, she just directly across the street from me. <laughs> yeah. And we took the same train every single day. Shit, fuck. She's doing very well now. She's Good doing very her. well. She's now. still riding that train. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, guys, don't take pictures of women's feet that aren't asking you to take pictures. There was a guy on a subway train 
uh, and my and an ex-girlfriend when I lived uh, in Brooklyn was like, that guy's been filming me the entire time. And he, he kind of was. Well, I could tell. So I subtly start walking behind him just to like make to see if he really was. And then when I got close enough, he realized. So he just started rotating. So then I'm circling around and he's just rotating around. So it's just one guy orbiting another guy hiding his phone. And finally, I'm like, fucking knock it off. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And just walked to the end. But for at least two full rotations, there were two men just pirouetting together. Oh, she uh, wasn't wearing sandals. She was just looking like a normal person doing her thing. Guys, guys, stop don't being be creeps. creeps. Don't just be creeps. stop being creeps. It's so easy to not be a creep. So easy to not be a creep. It's so easy. When you see all you a have to do is nothing. Like, and don't put out your phone. Go. I really love those feet. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. Mind your own business forever. That's the secret to life. <laughs> that that is the secret to life. Yeah. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for being on Bananas. Tell us where we can find you. Do your plugs. Give it up. Do it all. I would like to plug um I would like to plug a podcast yes. that is not not even my own but I it's love just, this. Great. It's just a podcast that I love to be on and do and the two of you should absolutely do it do because it. you have such a great time. It's such a creative, lovely um experience. It's a podcast called Fight Island. Okay. It is run by Sam Wiles and Jordan Dahl, two cool. amazing comedians. Um, and it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's kind of like uh, you basically they will choose a genre or an idea oh, yeah. or you know sort of a setting, and oh, then nice. you sort of create characters and have them fight each other. Yes. And it's really fun, and it's really silly, and um, just really great. And it's like um, a great podcast, and I love doing it. And I've done it three times. And so check it out. All right, I will. Great plug. Thank, Thank you, you for Hannah. plugging somebody else. You are the That's... not turkey killer uh. of this podcast. Yes, you really are. You and everyone, that. go and watch Hacks season two uh, when it comes out in the future. Yes, coming to a theater near you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.